0: Here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Green Bay Packers. This is the Packers Wire podcast powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary and Packers Wire editor,
1: Zach Cruz. I'm not surprised that he's asking for some assurance. Uh, this is Aaron Rodgers. He's a very calculated individual. He he doesn't want to be surprised, and he's very seldomly ever surprised by anything that is said in the media, that is done uh, within the organization. It doesn't mean that he doesn't he agrees with it or disagrees with it at all times, but he just wants to be aware he wants to be filled in he wants to be a part of the conversation prior to whatever decisions they're 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 going to make now we got to remember Aaron Rodgers lived the whole Brett Favre saga he was Jordan Love before Jordan Love like he sat behind Brett Favre and knew he was going to run with that team and take over when Brett Favre decided to walk away or whatever happened in that in that situation and so he doesn't want that
2: well there's an old friend of the packers greg jennings talking about the greatest mystery of this packers offseason, and people are starting to catch on zach we've been talking about this for a month but people are yep. starting to they're starting to catch on this is the big story uh this crazy weird thing with the ongoing assessment of aaron Rodgers' contract and why a restructure mm-hmm. or extension has not yet happened as the team works to create cap room and sign free agents and upcoming draft picks. And I mean, Zach, the beat goes on, right? It's another week of this for us. You know, I love it. This is my favorite podcast topic, <laughs> but uh, literally they had to restructure the kicker before the the quarterback. This is where we're at with the Packers. Right. It's another week of this.
3: Yeah. They've, they've done just about everything they could on the cap besides touch his contract. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was, I, I, th- I think uh, back in January, he called it a, a beautiful mystery. So yeah, that's, you know, it's still a big question. It's, you know, it's easy to see why the two sides would want different things in this, you know, this thing, you know, pretty clear the team wants to keep its options open with Jordan Love and play this out maybe year by year. Rodgers obviously wants a commitment pass next year, kind of what, you know, Greg James was talking about right there. And, you know, I I can see it both ways that, you know, the Packers want an opportunity to transition to Jordan Love if they think he developed into a great player or, you know, Rodgers starts to fade. And Rodgers has said all along that he wants to finish his career in Green Bay. So, there might be a disconnect there. We'll see. It's It continues to be a mystery, though. It just keeps raging on.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, so you just hit on it. Greg Jennings is talking about a report that Rodgers wants assurances that he's not going to be a lame duck quarterback yeah. in 2021. So basically what that means is he wants a commitment. And so I, I want to get to this article you wrote on, on Packers Wire because I thought it was brilliant. You, you break down all the options the Packers have with his contract. There could be a simple restructure, and you put kind of a, a concerned – picture of aaron (laughs) Rodgers, and then down a little bit further there's another section where it's an extension and you have a happy aaron Rodgers where he's like yeah that's a good idea and i caught on to that zach that was good stuff (laughs) so obviously Rodgers wants the extension he wants the assurance he wants jordan love to go away and it just it's so it's so similar to what the patriots did with tom brady and jimmy garoppolo where brady blew garoppolo out of town at right around this age 37 38 years old but the big domino that has fallen since we've spoken last, Zach, is that the Packers have now paid Rodgers this roster bonus, almost $7 million. So that kind of eliminates some of their savings they could do, right, in a simple restructure. Yeah. So maybe we're moving towards the extension piece. But this thing continues to go on, and you start to wonder, like, do the two sides want the same thing? Are they on the same page? Are the Packers yeah. and Rodgers aligned? that he's the guy going to age 40 and possibly beyond. Or as you said, are the Packers starting to craft that thing for Jordan love to take over? It's, it's really interesting, but what do you think that roster bonus? What does that spell? Does that tell us anything?
3: Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think they just wanted to wait and see and, you know, do as much restructuring with other guys as they could before they touch Rogers deal. It kind of points me in the direction that they're thinking extension because, you know, an extension obviously takes both sides to agree. It's obviously going to be very complicated in this situation with all these moving parts. So, you know, to me, it was just such an obvious and easy way for them to clear cap space by touching that roster bonus, you know, digging into that base salary, pushing that into a signing bonus to create cap space. It was just such an easy way for them to do it. And they jumped through all these other hoops and over these hurdles to, to get under the cap without doing that. So, I would say in my mind it still points towards an extension or they just honestly don't want to touch it and I think that is an increasingly, you know, more attractive option for them because you know they have this MVP quarterback that's still under contract for 3 years. That's a that's a pretty good situation. They also have a first round pick who they're, you know, pretty excited about and they're developing behind him. So, yeah, I think if the team had it their way, they would just, you know, keep playing this out. He's he's got some high cap hits. Highest cap hit in the NFL this year. It's going to go up to almost $40 million next year, and they probably don't want to tack any money onto that. So, yeah, I think, you know, an extension makes, size, makes sense for both sides, but I, I get the sense that either they're working on a really tricky extension between the two sides or the Packers just really don't want to touch this deal at all.
2: It feels like one of those for sure. And, yeah, those those cap hits that are coming in the future, $40 million in 2022 when the cap is yep. going to stay flat, Zach? I mean yep. – that's not something the team's going to be able to handle, right? You don't want your mm-hmm. quarterback making north of 20% of the whole salary cap. Right. So I think, like, the extension feels like the most logical thing. He's coming off the MVP season. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers wants a raise. Uh, I'm sure he yeah. wants to be paid, top, you know, top dollar. You hit on this, like, a year ago, the Packers moved up from number 30 to number 26 a, with a trade to draft Jordan Love. Now, we hadn't we haven't seen him play yet. But man, if they extend Rogers and they kind of usher Jordan Love out of town, you're right. Like that is like a wasted asset all of a sudden, right? They, yep. They've wasted a first round pick, and I don't even know what you're gonna get for him. I feel like there's some pressure on the Packers to like leverage that thing. Like they invested a lot in going up and getting Jordan mm-hmm. Love, and we have no clue if the kid can play. Like Greg Jennings was comparing it to the the situation between Rogers and Favre, but we don't even know. We have no idea what Jordan Love is yet, right? So that that compounds this thing a little bit.
3: Yeah. And and so, you know, you look back on that last year and the Packers, pretty clearly to me, they took Jordan Love to protect themselves at quarterback, you know, long term in case Rodgers started really falling off there at the end of the career, end of his career. And, you know, there was some, some little, little bit of signs there in, you know, 2018, 2019. I don't don't think I necessarily blame them for, you know, using a big investment to safeguard themselves at, at the quarterback position. But, you know, now they really have to recalibrate this whole thing because, you know, you, you have your future hall of fame quarterback creates this great MVP season. You know, he looks dominant in this new offense. He stays healthy. You know, he, he's really playing, you know, the quarterback position in a way that could really extend his career. You know, I, I think they're, they got to have confidence that he can play well, you know, really, really well for several more years. So, yeah, I, I think I totally understand why the Packers would want to keep their options open with, with Jordan Love in the future, but I think Rodgers really changed the equation here. and Now they're, they, I think, almost have to adjust. I think you know, if I was running the show, I think I would I would have to extend Rodgers, commit to him, and then just figure the the Love out stuff out later. I mean, it it would be somewhat of a wasted first round pick unless you're getting a a really good pick back in a trade. But you know, Rodgers has said so many times that he wants to be there until the end and. You know, I don't think there's any reason to to think he's not going to be great for a long time yet. So, I, I think that's the path I would take.
2: Yeah, we mentioned uh, the Brady comparison, and you you even had Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo in your uh, in your article, like see Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. and, and and that's where we're at. Like Tom Brady was around this age when the Patriots draft Jimmy Garoppolo in the second round, and then Belichick starts talking about in a presser, he's talking about, oh, we all know Tom's age and contract situation. And all of a sudden, Brady starts playing at like an MVP level again. He had cu- had a couple down years. Starts playing at an MVP level again, wins a Super Bowl, and Jimmy Garoppolo's yeah. out of town. And we talked about this when they drafted Love, right? It's like Rodgers was motivated by that. He's the MVP. I just don't see how the Packers don't extend him. I, I, they can hold yeah. out all they want, Zach, but it's coming. There's an extension coming for Rodgers, and I think he's going to be a Packer. If he wants to play into his 40s, I think that's, that's my prediction of what happens. They're going to extend him.
3: Yeah, and I, I don't know if it – it necessarily is a perfect you know perfect comparison to this situation but i think the patriots actually did it the right way because they kept and you can correct me if i'm wrong here but they kept doing you know <laughs> it's kind of,
2: army is forming to come yeah, after you
3: <laughs> yeah did they kind of do more like one or two year commitments with brady on his contract as he was getting older and you know that that kind of gave especially after they took jimmy Garoppolo, and that kind of gave both sides you know, kind of clear windows on whether they wanted to stick together. I don't know. Like like I said, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but, you know, doing something like that where, you know, you're you're committing to the quarterback for a couple of years, but you're still keeping your options open. You know, I, I don't know if they could pull something like that off now that Rodgers just had an MVP season. But, you know, I, I do think the Patriots did it the right way. And then, you know, when things kind of fell apart, you know, they were able to go their own way. And, you know, the Patriots are doing their little mini rebuild now. And Brady got to go win a Super Bowl with the Bucks, so. I don't know. That's, that's just an interesting comparison for me.
2: No, it is. And, and you nailed it. Yeah. What Belichick was doing was doing little short deals, restructuring, mm-hmm. basically giving Brady his money up front, doing the whole salary cap thing, but never did they give Brady a top of the market deal like Rogers has yeah. done, right? They just would never do that right. with Brady. They would just keep giving him short term deals, voidable years, restructure, yeah. restructure. All right, tear it up. It, that's all it was. It was, you know, On and on and on, and Brady got sick of it, and and ultimately said, "Put the franchise tag clause in. I'm leaving." So, I mean, that's what it was. But uh, do you get the sense that Rodgers is going to play? You know, is he going to make it to where Breeze was, 42? Do you think he's got another five years in him? Like Brady was talking about going to 45. Looks like he's going to get there. Do you how how long do you think Aaron Rodgers has? You you hear you could read one thing, you Google one thing, they say, "Oh, I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if Rodgers retires tomorrow." And then other people are saying, "Oh, he could play. He could play on for years."
3: Yeah, I, I think if you would have asked me that question last year around this time, I would have said probably not because he just he was almost stubborn in the way he played. He was still doing all this improvising and you know always breaking the pocket. And he he wasn't playing like an older, aging quarterback. And then fast forward to this year, I think he really did a nice job of you know settling into that offense. He was getting the ball out of his hands he's more of a point guard than he was, you know, a a creator on every single play. So, you know, I I think that's, you know, I think Brady and Breeze, they both played for so long because they learned how to play from the pocket, get rid of the ball, don't take hits. You know, Rogers only sacked 20 times. You know, he didn't have an injury last year of of any kind. Like he was never on the injury report. So I think looking at it now, yeah, if, you know, playing in this offense – You know, playing at this high level, I I do think he could play 40, 41. You know, I I didn't see anything from his athleticism or his arm or anything last year. And, you know, he's almost 38 now. So, yeah, I, I do think he has, you know, at least two or three more good years in him.
2: Well, round and round we go, Zach. We'll be back next week to touch on this topic. I'm excited (laughs) already. Uh, All right, so there's still more to get to. The Packers, well, they're slow. We're waiting. You know, is is this thing on? Kind of off-season continues. Not really signing free agents, but there's a couple Packers back. We'll talk about that. And I want to get Zach's uh, thoughts on the first round of the draft, what the Packers might do at number 29 overall. And everyone's not kind of mocking the same player to the Packers, but they're all mocking the same position. So I want to talk about that. We'll do it all coming up next. All right, Zach. So the Packers, so you told me right before we came on that they signed some random long snapper. So that was their first signing in free agency. That was from outside of the organization. Other than that, it's been their own guys, Aaron Jones and kevin king he is back yeah. so as you put on packers wire the packers just they continue to prioritize their own guys right but why yeah. don't why don't they like any of the free agents that aren't were packers in 2020 right it's a, it's an interesting <laughs> strategy but kevin king's back what's your gut reaction to that
3: yeah i, I guess i'm mostly indifferent on him coming back you know i, yeah. I guess i get why they did it and you know they'll always pick the guy they know over, you know, an, an unknown, but, you know, it's just felt like one position where, you know, they could find a, a good veteran in free agency and really create an upgrade. But, um, you know, I, really, I just, I'm not sure I see the upside with King, you know, nothing in his first four seasons, I would say, suggests he's going to be, you know, anything more than an average second corner. You know, he's always hurt, you know, and I think some of those injuries, you know, he, coming out of Washington, he was a really, really good athlete. And I don't know if you see that really anymore you know he's had a bunch of shoulder injuries he had a bunch of lower body injuries last year so I think maybe those injuries are already piling up on him you know four years in so I would say it's really hard to get excited about this I think you know looking toward more towards the draft I I don't think re-signing Kevin King on a one-year deal is going to prevent them from using a high pick on a cornerback because obviously don't value him past 2021 with a one-year deal so I think you know they got a veteran back at a premium position that they know. You know, I I'm not sure he's a good player, but you know, th- like you said, they're they're prioritizing their own. They're kind of running this thing back in 2021.
2: They are right, and it's not a bad position to double dip, right? You know, you sign the veteran right. and then go go get another one in the draft, so that could yep. easily be their uh, their plan there. Another guy. I, I like this nickname, Big Dog. I didn't know that was Mercedes Lewis's <laughs> nickname, but this is this is the kind of free agency we're having here, Zach. Where uh, the yep. kicker, the kicker getting restructured, and uh, Big Dog Mercedes Lewis, who's thirty-seven. You know, talk about playing into your forties. Mercedes Lewis has been. Yeah. I feel like he's been playing football since I learned what the NFL was as a kid. Yeah. Like, uh, but he's back with green Bay on a two year deal. So a uh, uh, Packers fan excited about Lewis being back.
3: Yeah. Amazing. This is already his fourth contract with the Packers. I, I, <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't believe that when I looked at How long did he play
2: it. with the Jaguars? Like forever, right?
3: Uh, he was there for probably at least 10 years. I <laughs> yeah. would think. He's, so,
2: like, he's been playing forever. It, this is unbelievable. Yeah.
3: He, yeah. He's just been doing these one year deals to come back with the Packers. But yeah, I, you know, I'm much more excited about this than I am probably bringing back Kevin King just because, you know, he plays a very defined role. He's, you know, a very good inline blocking, run blocking tight end. And, you know, they used him a bunch in that role last year. Their run game was really good because of it. So, you know, I, I don't know how much you can count on a 37-year-old, you know, tight end, you know, maintaining his level of play. But, you know, he's been pretty good these last couple of years and, Matt LaFleur loves him. He's one of Aaron Rodgers' best friends on the team. He's, You know, he's a great leader inside that locker room, so... Yeah, I, I think that's a good one. I think that's one they needed to get done here in free agency.
2: That's a glue guy. Yeah, it's it's good to have him. Yep. you know, and you know what they'll do is nobody covers Mercedes Lewis anymore, so they'll sneak him out and they'll get little they'll get little sneaky first downs throwing it to Mercedes they, Lewis all of a sudden. They, right? they, it's yeah, surprising they get, every time. He, I'm like
3: what? He, Mercedes Lewis He caught a couple of touchdowns that people weren't expecting. He actually had a pretty good year receiving last year. You know, for a thirty-six year old tight end.
2: No one ever covers Mercedes Lewis anymore. It's it's brilliant. <laughs> it's it's a it's a nice little secret weapon that the Packers have in their yep. back pocket. Okay, so speaking of pass catchers, the wide receiver thing, you know, we're still looking for that yeah. key number two guy opposite Devontae Adams. Obviously the Packers refuse Zach to go in free agency and sign anyone. So yeah. I, I you know, I'm done I'm done even wishing for that. You spoke about the quarterback position, how the Packers could target that in the draft, maybe on day two, because everyone who wants to yeah. do the mock draft thing, and everyone's doing mock drafts these days. Everyone's bored. Um, <laughs> everyone's mocking wide receivers to the Packers, Zach. Uh, I've yeah. seen anything from Alabama's Jalen Waddell, who obviously the Packers would have to probably move up to get. I don't think he's going to make it to 29. Uh, yeah. PFF had Purdue's Ronald Moore, who, you know, an electric receiver, guy that could yeah. you know break games open. I saw Auburn's Anthony Schwartz mocked to the Packers, and the thing with this draft is... Early on, it seems like teams are going to be so obsessed with the quarterbacks, especially early on. Teams are either going to be picking their quarterbacks or trying to move up and cut in line, right, and get up and grab their guys because half the league doesn't have a good quarterback. The Packers obviously are set there. So you got to wonder, like, at pick 29, like, later in day one, there might be plenty of talent available. Like, there could be some, you know, guys that could transform the offense and put opposite Devontae Adams if the Packers do decide to go that route. So I know it's hard to, like, throw the darts at the dartboard and pick what player they're going to take. But what do you think wide receiver will they finally address that thing in the draft? Do you think that's viable?
3: Yeah, I was looking that up um before we came on here and they haven't drafted a receiver in the first round since 2004, which I think a lot of people know it's been a very long time.
2: All
0: right, that's true. They also dead. haven't
3: <laughs> they, they also haven't drafted a, a receiver in the second round since um Devontae Adams, and that's, you know, we're talking 7 years now, and so I you know, I, we we said this a bunch last year. They're overdue to draft a receiver high and you know, I, I do think they can be aggressive here, you know, especially in that first round. Like you said, if there's some some talented guys, some talented receivers that, that drop. And I, I think it's worth noting that, you know, Brian Grudekens has traded up in the first round of all three of his drafts. So oh, you know, point. going up go yeah, going up to get a player he likes is, you know, certainly a, a scenario that could play out in April. And, you know, I, I don't necessarily see receiver as as one of their, you know, top tier needs. Um going into the draft, even though they haven't, you know, added anyone free agency but it's definitely a long-term need for me. You know, they they brought everyone back from uh, last year's team, but, you know, they don't have anyone signed a receiver. No one. There's not a player on the roster signed past um, next year. You know, they're they're probably going to get an extension done with Devontae at some point, but, you know, they need to take at least one receiver in this draft. Like, last year, they didn't take one. You know, it, it was pretty surprising. We were all pretty surprised, but it would be I think mind blowing if they didn't take one this year, just given that long term need. And you you uh you mentioned Rondale Moore. I think that would be an awesome fit. You know, give him all of Tyler Irving's snaps, use him in the slot, just you know, find ways of getting him the ball in space in easy ways. I I honestly haven't done probably enough draft work up to this point, um, to comment on, you know, all the receivers in this draft yet, but yeah, I could definitely see Rondé Moore. That's a guy I have studied a little bit. I could definitely see him, you know, in like a Debo Samuel type role in the Packers offense.
2: Sounds good to me. I mean, it kind of yeah. fits the narrative too. And that's a great point about all those contracts expiring. I kind of mm-hmm. lost track of that a little bit. But it fits the narrative too, like extending Rodgers, extending that window, going for that second yeah. Super Bowl that we've all been kind of waiting for. And I think Rodgers, we, we want that for his legacy. Uh yep. Getting him some more weapons that would be uh, that would fit the narrative, right, Zach? It would just it would just yeah kinda, it would just fit perfectly.
3: And look, you're either you're you're helping Aaron Rodgers out if this is his last couple of years, and you're getting you know maybe Jordan Love a, a really good weapon for later on. So you know it, it's not something where the Packers need to you know, just address a, a long-term need, you know, they can help Rogers, you know, maybe get a weapon for Jordan Love. So I, I do think receiver is going to be something they target in this draft pretty heavily.
2: I haven't studied up a ton yet on the draft either, but I just feel like there's going to be talent there. Uh, I feel like there's yeah. gonna be a, a, like five or six quarterbacks taken in the top 20 picks and there's just going to yep. be, there's going to be good players available. So what does green Bay do now? I agree with you. Wide receivers, probably not the biggest need on the team. Got still have yeah. Lazard still have MVS like they're fine. They got the they're fine. Yeah. but if not wide receiver, what position would you prioritize if you were the Packers in the draft?
3: I probably would pick corner, but you know I, I do think they have some some flexibility here. I you know I don't think they would pigeonhole themselves into any one position. They can I think they can draft just about any position that first round besides quarterback and you know probably help out their roster. You right know, ideally you'd want to get a player who can help right away. You know. You know, you look at last year's team, that was a really, really good football team, but they got next to nothing from that draft class, especially from the top of that draft class. So, and, and then you look at a team like the Buccaneers, they got real, real, real impact from those, you know, top rookies they drafted. So I think you could take a cornerback or a defensive lineman or, you know, maybe even a linebacker, an offensive tackle. And, you know, that if you hit on that pick, you're going to get a guy that's going to be a contributor right away and, you know, be an important part of what they do next year.
2: Yeah, I think the magnifying glass is on this draft for the Packers. That's a great point. The Bucks get yeah. Tristan Wirfs and Antoine Winfield Jr., right? And they're like key pieces of that Super Bowl champion. Yeah. And the Packers get Jordan Love and AJ Dillon. And they go yeah, out of he... they and they re-sign Aaron Jones, so Dillon's still the number 2 back. So yeah, <laughs> this year, day 1 and day 2, we got we got to hit on some we got to hit on some draft picks, yeah. man.
3: Yeah, yeah, it felt like last year was, you know, they were kind of building the foundation for the future and they got some positions squared away for the future, but you know, now the roster looks pretty good, and you know they should maybe go for it this year, and you know not, maybe not worry about the future so much, and you know just get guys that are
2: going to help them right away. No digging around here in this in this first round. So yeah, uh, all right, Zach. So do you have a prediction on where we're going to be with the Aaron Rodgers contract next week? We're going to be out. I thing predict
3: again. we will still be talking about it <laughs> next week, and not because it's done. So we'll have to think of more things to talk about about it
2: (laughs) i don't know if there's any other angles we could we could take but i'll spend the week i'll spend the week thinking i think
3: we've covered it pretty well by now
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll see what happens thanks for joining us we'll talk to you next week